at it again on time it's sunday you know what that means another another attack on titan mm-hmm. and for those of you who you know complain hey 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 the episode came out at noon and it's you guys were recording at seven that's just, that's just how we got to do it that that is life of of working people exactly <laughs> even though it is sunday but anyways that doesn't matter we got things to do <laughs> All right, all right. Let's just hop right into it. What did you think? Uh, I don't even know. I reinforced my dislike for Gabby. She's still super annoying. Um, if you haven't watched the episode, don't stop when the credits roll. There's there's an after credit scene, so be sure to watch that. Um, yeah. yeah, that was my main thought throughout the whole episode. Like, man, Gabby is annoying. Right, and I like. You know, I try to be understanding for people, and I give her like chance after chance. But it's like, dude, like you and Falco were raised in the exact same environment. How come he turns out like this, and you turn out like that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, like Falco, completely reasonable. He he gets it. He's like, uh, you grew up differently, Kaya. We grew up differently. It's a kind of a difference of our environments that really none of us can control but gabby she just keeps going on and on about the the devils did this the devils did that you're the devil and it's it's just uh i don't know tough tough to continue listening to yeah she's literally just obsessed with the past he's like he's i'm a good Eldian. as soon as i take this wristband off i'm horrible we have sinned thousands no different from the devils exactly so i mean you know, on one hand, so off track, but my friend had me do this Enneagram thing. It's kind of like that 16 personalities test, except it's like a little bit more about how um, it's like, what kind of what kind of psychological box do you put yourself in? And then what mm-hmm. do you do to like, you know, figure out who you are as well as pitfalls to avoid and I like just taking that test and like figuring out that everybody is like kind of like on this different spectrum. You know, I feel like in that sense, Gabby is kind of just, she's just different and she reacts to things differently. (laughs) And it takes literally somebody screaming in her face, asking her a question that she cannot answer for her to maybe start changing. It's like, she can't put her, put herself in anybody's shoes Whereas Falco is like an expert at just being like, oh, well, this is how you would see it. This is how you might see it. Right. Yeah, it's almost like it's like when you see those political arguments on, on Facebook or something, and you see people talking politics and like one side's trying to convince the other, but like you know neither side is ever going to change their mind. Mm-hmm. That's like what talking to Gabby is like, or must be like. It's like you, you can try and convince her that the people on Paradise are good people all you want, but she's never really going to believe it. Yeah. And the, so we'll see like the fact that she screamed in her face and she couldn't answer that question. She's still going on about, Hey, why did you leak these secrets to the enemy? Why did you tell her about our plan or whatever? You're the devil. So it, it didn't feel like it really got through, but maybe it'll take some time, you know, some alone time for her to digest 
this information. But I agree. I will say one difference is that at least unlike on Facebook where you can just like unfriend all the people who don't agree and then just surround yourself by like-minded people, Gabby kind of is like stuck in the situation. So she's kind of forced to interact with the quote-unquote devils. So maybe she'll have some improvement later. Maybe. Hopefully. Yeah, kind of like a like how Reiner kind of grew to to like the people, you know? Right. Exactly. Exactly. So we'll see. I, speaking of Reiner, I thought it was very interesting that that he is now going. Uh, he's like the one suggesting the surprise attack, like right now, even though he was so kind of ambivalent. I'm I'm wondering if he's sort of like a, I don't know, kind of faking it, like like he's starting to be on on Zeke's side too now, but like he knows that they might get crushed if they were to just go into a surprise attack without being super prepared. Mm. And like, so he's encouraging it because he wants Marley to, to lose and then he can go be, be back with his, his friends on parodies. But yeah, it was very, well, unlike what he's been in the past couple episodes. Yeah. Which is interesting. And I wonder if it's like, I wonder if he may have been indirectly influenced by Zeke because it's like Zeke and they came from similar places and then they both went over to Paradise. But then whereas Marley, uh, whereas Reiner was kind of just like, uh, he was just like ambivalent, like if he kind of, you know, dead inside Zeke, like yeah. he thought about the situation and he made a decision and then he worked on it for like the past four years. And then all the while Reiner was just like moping. So maybe he's like, damn, I got to. <laughs> get out of his mind, maybe make a decision. And then he chooses either, you know, Marley or what your theory is. He could be a traitor too. So who knows? Yeah. That, that lit the fire under him, I guess. Yeah, maybe. So who knows? Who knows? We, we will see. Yeah. Other than that, I just, I thought it was good. Like I, I appreciate, you know, that they have like waves of action followed by some quiet time. So this was just another one of those. But I'm glad we got to see a lot of these two kids. You know, I don't like them, but at least they're getting developed too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering. Yeah. Like I think we've said this in the past, but like I'm wondering where this is all heading. Is it like some final battle between Marley and Paradis or something bigger than that, like Paradis versus the world with the rumbling and all that. But how, how do Gabby and Falco play into that overall, overall story? Right. Well, so far they've just been nothing short of annoying and also <laughs> killing our, our favorite people. That's Seriously. the other, that's the other fucked up part too. Apparently. So I thought this was particularly striking so that blonde girl Nikaya it uh-huh. looked like from that brief flashback that she was saved by Sasha right yeah that that definitely was Sasha right right and I'm sure somebody's gonna go back to the previous episode wherever and like you know find that link and yes it probably was Sasha so it's just ironic that you know the person that Gabby killed was also the person who is maybe saving Gabby right now so yeah that that's a good good connection yeah I just pulled up episode 
seven from the season. And so the dad and the mom of Kaya, who's like kind of running that foster home, right? Mm -hmm. They're the ones who visited Sasha's grave. And then Kaya's also there. Like she's the only kid there. Remember that from a couple episodes ago? So Sasha must have been an orphan at that orphanage. And after she saved Kaya, they must have taken her in too. Right? Okay. Okay. Oh, right. Because otherwise the couple would have no connection with with Sasha. Right. Unless Sasha was like their actual kid and everyone else was just orphans, which could be the case too. Which would be very sad. Yeah. But it's it's also it's just nice because while Gabby is just stuck in the past, Kaya is like she knows that these people are from the same place that killed that, you know, has inflicted so much harm. But she's gonna look to the future and be like Sasha and just help people, even if it's somebody like Gabby. And then yeah. Yeah. I thought it was beautiful that 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 little scene that all happened in like thirty seconds. Yeah, it was it was good for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I mean not all that much happened in the episode though. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of almost almost slice of lifey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of like Horamia. Just kidding, it's like a world apart. <laughs> Nothing like it, but I do like Horimia. <laughs> They're both definitely slices of life. It's just different slices <laughs> of life. But what's happening in in said life? Exactly, exactly. So a slice of life is actually very broad. Like Minari <laughs> is a slice of life too. It's a literal slice of life. Like you cannot it does not get any more any less slice of lifey. Like it is the definition. Interesting. Good to know. Yeah, no. Check it out when it comes out on Amazon Prime or whatever in like four days, or you can pay twenty dollars uh, yeah. to watch the A twenty four screening. But yeah, not not bad. Oof. Yeah, it was it was a lot. But, like I paid right. for it, and then we had like three people on the Zoom call, so technically it was only like five dollars. Okay, not bad, not yeah. bad. So if you watch it with your family, it'd be worth it. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to check it out. Let's just hop into a, a quick recap. I feel like we've we've touched on most of the major points already, at least, but it doesn't hurt to to do a recap. So Sasha or not Sasha, geez. Um Gabby fakes having a a seizure or something like that. I mean, I thought it was pretty obvious that she was faking it from the get go. <laughs> I was so disturbed by what sounds she was making. Like, I'm not gonna lie. When I first heard it through your um, through your podcast, whatever thing, I thought you had like some <laughs> tab open. I was just like, all right, I'm just not gonna say anything, and um, you can close it, whatever. And then I play mine into chest, and then suddenly she's moaning. Like, ah! I was like, oh, yeah, don't let your mom into the room if you're about to start this episode. Yeah. Oh man, but yeah, I hated yeah, it. It was oh, nothing nefarious. Know. Yeah, nothing, nothing nefarious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, she bashes this dude's head in with, with a brick. They run away. 
which you know, is that easy? Were, were there no other guards? But that's besides the point. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can't forget that she after knocked after she knocked him out, she basically hit him like five other times and most likely killed him. So. Oh yeah, that du- that dude's definitely dead. Yeah, so that's fatality number two. Um, certified killer. And then she was about to kill Kaya too. Like after, after she kind of sneaks up on them, she's like, "Hey, what are you guys doing out here? It's it's like six a.m." Um, she grabs a rock behind her back and is about to like bash her head in too. But yeah. luckily, she's just like, "You want breakfast?" And they're like, "Okay." If the world was full of Sasha's, it would have burned down. I mean, uh, Gabby's. It would have burned, <laughs> and they would never would have. It never would have recovered. Anyways, we quickly flash over to Marley, and Reiner finally wakes up from his nightmare. I'm not sure if he had never woken up, or if if that was just like it's been like recurring nightmares. But apparently, he heard Gabby and Falco's voices, so he's like, "Damn, well." not going to do it for me, but I'm going to do it for the people that come behind me. I don't really care about ideals, but I'm going to rescue these kids. So I feel like that also could be his motivation too. Yeah, that's true. And like, I don't know. I, I felt like at the end, they were making pretty good points about them being the, the warrior candidates and they've spent all these years in training. So, and like Reiner's about to expire too with his, his Titan powers. So, he needs to pass it on to one of them true true i i also i mean it like dude the island situation is definitely not the best i mean like they have zeke imprisoned he's not even like they're actively making plans Aaron is imprisoned they're imprisoning the volunteers they're imprisoning their own people who believe in Aaron. it's like chaos here so if they were to actually invade right now i'm not sure how they would do yeah they they need a like figure figure their stuff out if they yeah want to be prepared for an attack yeah i'm not sure like how long the actual transit time is but anyways can't be that long (laughs) a day maybe two it's from like japan to china i would think yeah yeah exactly (laughs) all right all right all right so then after that they yeah they run for a day gabby's like why are you not mad at zeke he was a traitor and then they get into that whole fight about the whole armband and Falco's like just take just take the damn thing off and she's like no no I don't want to and then they meet this the blonde girl and then uh yeah uh, you talked about it she's about to kill them they go into the barn it turns out they're called the Browse stables isn't Sasha's last name Browse I think so let me let me do a quick fact check And it's loading. Her last name is indeed Browse. So oh, confirmed yeah. that she lived there in the house, whether as an orphan or as a real child of the parents. Uh, uh, Pain. Pain. So sad. So yeah, they have a Southern Marley accent, according to Gabby, but that doesn't trigger her empathy at all. Um, Four other kids in there. <laughs> Falco starts calling her Mia. That, that about does it for that scene. Oh, and then she slaps her hand away and she's like, oh, he's been through trauma. 
just like our daughter that she killed. That she killed! She killed her daughter! Oh. oh, and she might even get to meet up with Niccolo, although they probably don't even know each other, but... Uh, yeah, maybe. Knows? Or Niccolo do. does know her because she's a warrior candidate, so who knows? And then he murders her. Uh, I'm, I'm done with uh, I'm done being sympathetic. She's had one too many chances. Yep. Um, but yeah, then, then the Hizuru people, they're back. They brought with them a boat that can fly. <laughs> That's powered by the Ice Burst Stone, which, okay, that sounds pretty cool, if you ask me. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at the the tarp that's over this device. Kind of looks like a a bird of sorts, almost. Uh huh. Like a, a ship with wings, basically. Right. So it can so. fly. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and it's powered by the same resource that's found basically exclusively on Herodes. So, right. Interesting. Right. See, that's the yeah, thing. Well, if you fly, you could technically fly over the rumbling. Technically, so that could be a problem. Yeah, but then they didn't they drop titans from the from the from planes. Okay, that's fair. That's a good point. <laughs> So yeah, I guess you just can't avoid it. You can't. You can't avoid it. But anyways, they say that it's an observation craft, which I assume they're gonna test run the rumbling to make sure it works. Which is also why they said, "Hey, abandon Shigenshina," because I feel like they're gonna use Shigenshina's titans to just like march them, and then Shigenshina's not gonna have any walls anymore. But I, that also doesn't make any sense. Oh, right, it makes sense because if you don't. If you don't um, evacuate, when the Titans start moving, they're probably going to crush. <laughs> yeah, probably. And Shigen Sheen is like the bubble, right? It's not like the actual wall that encases the whole city It's or the inner part. It's like a bubble that kind of sticks out on the outside of right, the wall, right, right. kind of like a, a zit. <laughs> that hits too close to home, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, then we see all those people that were back in season three. Um, I forgot their names. Um, so his, like, his, like, what's his name? Like, Peeves Company? Jeeves? Reeves? Reeves. Reeves. What's his first name? Did he have a first name? Probably, but who cares? Yeah, yeah. I actually like him a lot. I don't know why. It's, it's I, like, I've, I just feel bad because... Back in season three, Hanji was totally on their side. Like they were collaborating, trying to get the military police to like confess their sin yeah. in that apartment complex. And then now she's kind of just like not even able to look at him to show that they can trust her, which is that hurt. That hurt a lot. Yeah, she's like once again feeling the the pain, I guess, or the the burden of being the kind of commander of the military, right? Like everyone's looking to her for answers, but she has to kind of appease both sides. And yeah, I mean, it's a, a lot of responsibility to, to shoulder for one person. Yeah. And I feel like I like how they flash back to that scene where she was like, and finished interrogating that one guy, because that's basically what they had to do. Like they 
because they had more information, they were able to try to make do what was best for the Eldians, even though it wasn't, it didn't sit well with like the average people who didn't know everything. And then now it's the same thing. Now, now like Hanji knows everything or almost everything. And then these news people are like, why are you doing this? Because we don't know everything. And then she's like, that's not how information works anymore. <laughs> so it's, it's yeah. Right. She's like, go, go talk to the military police. <sighs> yeah. And then she goes back into her own quarters and she says that she's pooped. So it makes sense. Which can't, can't blame her. Yeah. Cannot blame her. Uh, cannot, and see, that's us practicing empathy. We're being empathetic. True, true, exactly. Which which Gabby cannot do. Yet. Um, <laughs> maybe one day. But yeah, we, we, we learned that Flock and a couple other new recruits are the ones who leaked the info about the scouts now having Aaron to the public. And that's what caused the previous scene of all, all the the public people basically right. coming up to hand Hanji and saying, we, we should have a say in what you do with Aaron too. Cause we're, we pay taxes. That's, that's how taxes work. Um, <laughs> anyways, but yeah, I mean, flock is basically the leader of this crew and he's like, well, we did it for the sake of humanity. Essentially. If, if freeing Aaron helps us free the country, then that's what we should do. And so that's what he did. And once again, that's basically what the scouts were doing. The scouts thought that what they were doing was the best and thus they kept breaking the laws. And then, you know, just power. Because that's what that girl in the prison was saying too. Basically, the scouts at the end of the day, they have more power than the military police. And then they just, they've enforced their will. But now it's the same thing. It's like um, if Flock actually had power to be like, hey, Let's go with Aaron's idea. Then, fuck the law. Let's we're just gonna do it, and then they do it. But right now he doesn't. So, yeah, that's why they're yep. in jail. Yep. And then, I don't know. I kind of thought the the scene of Mikasa taking Luis to the prison cell was kind of random. I guess I don't know. Not right. sure what what value it added there, but yeah, Mikasa is just like keep her mouth shut. Luis is like. Oh, I I came I became a scout to be more like you when when you saved me from a titan four years ago or I something. Thought she was like gonna that. confess. <laughs> Turn into to the the rom com slice of life. Yeah, but I mean, I will say I think that scene kind of set because we know we've known all along that Mikasa basically does things for Aaron, and which is why it's strange. I guess to Louise that she is not on their side, I think, you know, because, yeah. and then that's also why, because I had that flashback too, I think, because it's like, damn, I'm literally living because of that guy. And yet I'm keeping him confined in jail. So it's like, uh, what am I doing? What was that scene like ever aired? Like, was that a scene in the show or was it, has it only been shown through flashbacks, like Aaron murdering that guy? It's a good point. I don't know. I definitely remember seeing it, though. Like, that was not the first time. Yeah, 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 definitely. I, I just couldn't remember if, like, we saw the whole thing or if it was just, like, in bits and pieces like this, like how it showed in, like, a quick cut flashback. But 
I guess it doesn't matter all that much. Right. If I remember correctly, I feel like they did show like the entire scene. I, but mm. I wouldn't be able to tell you. Yeah, drop drop a drop a knife emoji <laughs> on our Instagram post. I even forgot to drop the British flag emoji on the other one. Also because I don't want it to pollute my recent emojis. <laughs> anyway, That's they true. continue and um, the old dude uh Pixis is interviewing Yelena and he's putting a lot of things together. He's saying that hey, you conveniently switched flock to your guard and you also lived really close to Aaron. And that was kind of when he started going crazy. So I'm not trying to accuse you, hmm. but I'm trying to accuse you. Also you're pretty. So we'll see. <laughs> I'm not sure if Yelena actually All the coincidence. Yeah, but I think it's heavily implied that Yelena most likely had a lot to do and has been moving behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it makes sense. She, I mean, she seems like Zeke's right hand man, woman. I guess, right? Yes. Not that that's ever been explicitly said either, but that's kind of the the vibes we get that she's kind of the the leader of right. the. What do they call them? Eldian restorationists. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, and we yeah. can't forget the wine that uh, Niccolo was procuring. So I feel like there's a lot going behind the scenes, which is why, dude, Paradise is in chaos. Attack now. Yeah, free Zeke, free free Aaron. Let them let them just start the rumbling while they while they're ahead of the game. That's serious. Okay, and then we cut scene back to the Browse stables for likely my favorite scene, which is oh, same. so satisfying. It was oh. horse horse is easy number one this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Gabby gets eaten by the horse and then flipped and then puddled and then bucketed. So all in like two seconds. <laughs> That, that that was great. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say less, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it it was good. Then we get to the all the Kaya stuff. We we talked about most of it. I feel like, but yeah, the, I don't know. I don't know. Gabby goes on and on about have you forgotten the sins of a thousand years ago? And Kaya's like, bro, I was born here (laughs) says my mom relax yeah and then (laughs) gabby's about to kill her again with a pitchfork this time (laughs) dude yeah i mean at the end of the day it's it's just like you can't keep punishing the germans for doing the holocaust it's it's kind of like the same idea yeah yeah exactly yeah i mean you don't exactly don't see anybody punishing america for dropping two atomic bombs all you see is Japan giving us the gift of anime. So, <laughs> and here we are. Yeah, it's um, it's it's horrible. But I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it is one thing, you know, for sure, to feel guilty and tied down by the past, but you can't. You, you have to just move on. People are unrelated. End the cycle of hate and move on. Hopefully. Yeah. Yep, and then Kaya takes them back to their their childhood home. Um, we get a glimpse of of the past and 
what happened and her mom getting eaten and getting left behind. That was all sad. And then Falco apologizes to her, saying that your mom didn't do anything wrong. And I don't know. I kind of feel like that's what she wanted to hear all along. Right. Uh, oh, that is one thing, though. I was wondering why Kaya was like, why are you apologizing? You just live there. Because she doesn't know what they are. Like, she knows they're from Marley, but that's it. She doesn't know that, you know, that they're warrior candidates. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's kind of like the the same idea of, like, you can't really control where you're born. And so, Ben, <laughs> if that's who you really are, you're not the one who, who kicked down the wall to open the floodgates to the Titans, but... Right. You're just kind of a product of your environment again. Right. But then actually Ben is a warrior candidate, so he very well could have been one. That's why he's apologizing. True. Exactly. Interesting. And I don't think they cleared that up either. I think he kind of was just, right? Like they kind of just left it at that. Yeah. As far as Kaya knows, they're just like a stray Marleyan, like normal kids. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, she says, quote, it's weird for you to apologize. You were just born there. And then exactly. just looks, they look, they both look very uncomfortable. And then he changes the uh, topic and asks her, so how did you manage to escape and survive? And then she goes into the Sasha story. Because I feel like her saying that, like, you were just born there is what she wants Gabby to start thinking, right? Like, mm. Gabby just keeps talking about, a hundred years ago, though your people, you know, killed all, all everyone. Right. But she, she, she wants Gabby to just think like, "Oh, but you were just born here. You right. had nothing to do with a hundred years ago." Oh wait, but that's a, that brings up another point. So what do you? So Kai is being all generous right now and helping out right now because she thinks that they had no guilt in this, right? But what if she finds out that? Not only are they from Marley, but they're literally one of the select few that are chosen to inherit the Titans. Is she going to still treat them the same way? Or what if she finds out that Gabby killed her sister? Exactly. Exactly. Or what if Browth Stables finds out that this child killed her sister? Ugh, man. uh, Okay. Anyways, but it's, it's just, it's nice because everybody comes from a different background and of different events and so thus they have different viewpoints of seeing things which is very nice to see because each character gets like their you know their depth yeah character growth yeah so um yeah i think then the end credits roll we do we dance we dance it out but then the end scene happens and they're like yeah they we only found Zeke's arms and legs, but not his core. And also, this technology is fused with Marley. Yeah, yeah. So clearly, Zeke blew off, or intentionally let his arms and legs get blown off, and then just lets them regenerate slowly but surely. That's all good. Yep. Yeah, they they even mentioned the airship. The so they stole. I, I guess I didn't realize that they stole the airship. I kind of thought they just 
brought it from Paradise or something. Right. But right. I guess they stole the Marley and airship and like none of them would be able to pilot it. Right. Cause they don't have airships in Paradise. Um, and so yeah, had, had to have been a, a Marley and pilot piloting that ship. Right. I did think now that I think about it, I, cause I was wondering too, I was like, where did they get the airship? So I guess they stole it. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a nice little tribute back to that one day in Marley that kind of started it all where, um, you know, uh, what's his name? Grisha goes out to watch the airship and sees the airship oh. take off. And then the only other time we see the airship now is them using it. Because, so. I, I mean, I don't True. think we've seen any other airships in Marley. Oh, except for the one that they use to drop all the Titans down on the on the thing, right? On that, on that town. Yeah. But anyways... That's true. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Oh, then lastly, they say, "Hey, we're gonna do a global offensive in six months," and then they're like, "No, let's go now." They make their case, and then it looks like they're gonna go now. I will say, I'm not sure what they're gonna do because now all of the scouts have like the ability to kill titans. Like they all have the ODM gear. They they're like so experienced. They know every single one of their powers. There are no other living titans on that island, so I'm not really sure what all they could do. Yeah, plus they'll be like fighting on their. They'll have home home field advantage, right? Like they'll have the trees everywhere. That's like clearly ideal for their ODM gear. Um, yeah, their Marley now lacks in their titan power. Who do they have? They have Jaws armor. Cart, yeah. cart without anyone to operate the guns on the cart anymore because they got blown up. Is that it? That's it. That's horrible. Oh, and they have the commander, Commander McGaff, with his rifle. Those are like the three worst Titans. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't. I don't know what they're gonna do. I mean, they, they can try. But good luck. Yeah, I, I, I'd be interested to see what, what plan they come up with. Okay, well, judging by the sneak peek in the next episode, something is going to explode, so we'll see. Yeah, I guess the one thing they have going for them is that, or Paradise doesn't know where um, Gabby and Falco are anymore. So. Right, right. And technically, they have Zeke locked up and Aaron locked up, so... They don't really have that many Titans except um, Colossal at this point. Right. So, like, if their only plan is to go in, grab Gabby and Falco and leave, maybe. Maybe they hey, could do that. That's a good point. That's a good point. Especially if they end up meeting up with Niccolo and getting access to the entire underground movement there. So it's very possible. Yeah. All in Let's all, see. Yeah, I think I'm ready for more action, though. I feel like hey. we've had a couple of, of quiet episodes, and now we're, we're ready to get back into it. Yeah, I mean, now we know what's going on, so I'm, I'm down for that. All right, um, what's next? Um, you got any questions? Uh, yes, what have you... What 
anime series have you dropped this season, if any? What? Which ones have I dropped? If any. I don't think I've dropped any. I mean, I was going to watch Titan, or not Titan, Slime and Dr. Stone. Mm. But I just didn't have time and I never started it. So I kind of dropped those before they even started. But other than that, I don't think I've dropped any. Yeah, what have you dropped? Smart on your end, not taking on too many. Uh, so okay, so I dropped that volleyball one. I tried it. It was, <laughs> it was so not. It was not good. Like it was not good. It was. It just. It just a lot of it didn't make any sense. There was like really no progression, and mostly it just didn't make any sense. Like I would be okay just watching a volleyball show as long as it made sense, but it didn't even make sense. Uh, and I forgot to watch. So just like a bad version of Haikyuu. Yes, it is with like less games and also more social stuff. But the social stuff, more. but anyways, anyways, and I mean, I'm still trying to watch that Wonder Egg. But sometimes, dude, that stuff gets very depressing. And I just, at the end of a long day, I just want to watch something nice and easy, like Doctor Stone or like Slime. And I'm like, I don't want to watch another bullying show or whatever at the end of my day. So, but I still, I still watch it. Just to... I do, I do think Wonder Egg is getting better. Yeah, I think it's getting better though. I think it's like starting to be more about the the characters rather than about the the monsters that they're fighting that week. Okay, good. I haven't seen the latest one, and so I'll probably just watch it all the time. But yeah, yeah. <sighs> you you drop Higurashi officially. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I just never got around to watching it again. <laughs> oh, good. I, I think on Thursday, like, I think Dr. Stone and Slime comes out. So I'm like, do I want to watch Igarashi or do I want to, do I want to watch Slime in the 20 minutes? Promise again? Neverland comes out on Thursday, too. So oh, there's like a lot of stuff that comes out on Thursday. Right, right. That's what it, that's what comes out on Thursday. Yeah, I have not dropped that. I will say, so I, did, did you read the anime or the manga? No, but I mean, I've 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 seen the the online comments that they're that the adaptation has been kind of uh, questionable for right. the second yeah. season. They skipped a lot of stuff, but um, in skipping it, I don't know if it's made it worse. To be honest, because so far, like if I had just seen the anime, it wouldn't really be all that different. Honestly, those other yeah, movies, like it still makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, the pacing is a little weird, but, I mean, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, we'll see, we'll see. That's about it on my end, though. Yeah, that's fair, that's fair. Um, let's see, I got one. This was mailed in our mail to our P.O. box. Oh, during the winter storm? Yeah, yeah. Shout out, shout out to our our USPS workers for for getting us this mail. Still, um, have you watched any good good movies recently? I think you you mentioned one earlier in the show, even so they they must have read read our minds. <laughs> Who are these people? It's like it's like they're in our heads. Okay. Uh, so uh, so I've seen two movies recently. Okay, three. 
I've seen Fight Club and I saw Space Sweepers. It's like a sci-fi on Netflix. And I also saw Minari. Um, I thought Fight Club was really good. Uh, you know, it's a classic. I just rewatched it like in a drive-thru. But I thought Space Sweepers was okay. I wouldn't recommend it. It was nice in the sense that it had like a multi-ethnic cast and there were literally like eight languages being spoken during the movie. Kind of crazy. But it was like a Korean yeah. Korean Guardians of the Galaxy. So if you're interested in something like that, check it out. I would give it a solid 7, 7 point. All right. Anyway, the last movie, I watched it yesterday over Zoom, but it was Minari. It's about like a Korean-American family who had come to the U.S., and then they moved to Arkansas so that because they wanted their own land, because they didn't get any of their own land in California. Um, yeah, I mean, it was just like a, it was just like, it, it almost didn't really feel like a movie. It just kind of just felt like we were following these people in their life. Like, it didn't follow the traditional movie format where it's like, oh, this is the premise. And then it goes to the climax, and then it gradually narrows down. It, it was just like, the conflict was literally them it there. Like the conflict was throughout the entire movie. There was no there's no time where everything was okay. It was all just like, wow, this is what it feels like to be a immigrant in America, first generation, and it's tough. It's not easy. But at the same time, there are silver linings. So I thought it was interesting. I mean, I'm not Korean American, so I couldn't relate as much, but I definitely think that for you and maybe your parents especially, maybe they would get it more. Like, I still got it. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah, definitely sounds like a, a slice of life there. Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely a slice of life. But yeah, if you do watch it, let me know. Maybe you don't need to turn on the subtitles. <laughs> I probably would, but yeah. I feel like I don't watch a lot of movies, but I... Um, I, start, I was watching a show on Netflix called Bloodline, that one's uh, like a drama, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So it's about like this family who lives in Florida, and like their dad dies, and um, they're each each kid has has their own issues, and and they're not kids; they're like adults, but their their parents kind of work there still too. But it's interesting. It's it's a nice show if you like kind of the the dramatic stuff. Um, so that's good thriller yeah i guess thriller drama whatever you want to call it the demons lurking below the surface so this is like a horror no definitely not are they actual demons no there there's nothing supernatural about this show okay Okay. (laughs) sounds like a very uh i don't know aggressive description (laughs) okay okay I, I may check that out if I see it a few more times pop up. Nice. Yeah, and then I started this docu-series. I feel like Netflix has been releasing a lot of them about like crime and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, this one was about the Cecil Hotel in Los Angeles. We we might have seen it back in our day. but yeah, stayed at it. I, I don't think we stayed at it. It's It's in the middle of Skid Row. <laughs> and their hotel rates are like a couple dollars a night. So, yeah. well, back in the day, at least I think now they said it was like 
70 or 80 dollars a night something pretty cheap like that but anyways a woman went missing there um a couple of years ago it was in like 2013 or something like she went missing they couldn't find her for a couple of days they eventually found her but yeah it's kind of a documentary series uh about that so i thought that was pretty good interesting yeah these all sound like shows that i would need to watch with somebody okay with the light on (laughs) at like 3 (laughs) p.m windows wide open (laughs) well i'll I'll keep them in mind they they sound interesting yeah Uh, they're not like horror Dude, it's all horror. I can't do horror. Oh, I'm so tired. Oh, I need to go to sleep soon before ten. Oh, okay. have you have you been keeping up with ReZero? Oh yeah, yeah yeah. yeah. Dude, so I have not good. dropped that. It's good. I, I it's think good. it's finally getting better. Like finally, we know why the sanctuary exists, even though we don't really. And like. Betelgeuse, oh, his backstory. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I think um, I think he literally just kept that body the entire time. I don't think he switched. That's why he looked so ugly. Because he, like, yeah. he did switch to another body, but he just kept it. So. Yeah, he's like 400 plus years old now. Yeah. That was uh, very interesting. I kind of wish like I could go back and then rewatch it, because maybe what he says will all make more sense. But I'm too late. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I saw on like Reddit or something, someone like pulled up a scene from season one where like Amelia kills one of the the fingers, you know, not like actual bet- Betelgeuse, but kind of one of his minions or fake minions. Yeah. And she like starts crying after it. And she's like, I don't know why I'm crying. And then, like, oh. at first glance, you're probably like, oh, she's just really empathetic and doesn't like killing people, which is true. But then now we know she, like, had a relationship with with him or with Betelgeuse. Um, so she's probably thinking of that subconsciously, but she doesn't have her memories at that point uh, in time. Interesting. So stuff like that is, I feel like, yeah, will definitely be worth a rewatch at some point. Yeah, at some point. Maybe when we're like 50. <laughs> and we, we've forgotten it by then. Yeah, we can binge with our 20-year-old kids. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Let's, um, good stuff. We'll, we'll go on to the top three minus one of this week. I have a feeling we may share some things in common. Yeah, you want to go? Yeah. All right. So my, my worst of the week was Gabby. Uh intolerable Uh, the fact that i laughed so much at the horse scene kind of you know spills my cards a little bit and yeah it's horrible anyways yeah number three of this week i put reiner i don't think he had much screen time at all but you know the dude is showing renewed dedication and determination and he cares about those little kids so he's gonna go after them uh, number two, I put Hanji. I just thought that, you know, she's very conflicted. She's trying the best she can, but it's um, it's hard. And then she's able to also look back into the past and realize that, well, I'm going down the exact same path as the guy that I tortured. 
number one, it was going to be Hanji, and then yeah. the rest of the episode happened. I ended up going with Kaya. I thought what happened to her was very noble. We'll see what happens when she figures out that Falco and Gabby are not just simple Marleans. Um, but yeah, we'll see. She has a nice backstory, and it was very sad. I definitely tingled when I saw Sasha run in front of her with a gun. Oh, too soon. They they just won't let us rest in peace with Sasha. Seriously. Yeah, we, we had some some overlap for sure. Yeah, worst of the week I got Gabby. Yeah, she's super annoying. So easy pick there. Number three, I got Hanji. She's uh, going through it, I guess. Like we said, she... She has a lot of people to answer to now, and uh, she is pooped. <laughs> Number two, we got we got Falco. I feel like he's pretty reasonable, a reasonable guy. He is, I mean, he's more or less keeping them alive at this point. Gabby's certainly not helping their case, so right. he he gets my approval. And yeah, number one, Kaya. Um. Yeah, like you said, her backstory was good. Trying to talk some sense into Gabby. Who knows how effective that is, but yeah, she she's good. So yeah, how did I forget about forget about Falco? I think he's just such a constantly good presence that sometimes I just take it for granted. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. All right. All right. I think that good does stuff. It. Well, wait, very quickly, do you have a song of the month or anything? Um, what have I been listening to? I'll tell you first. My song yeah. of the month currently is At My Worst by Pink Sweats. It's a good song. It's me, all of the feels. At My Worst? At My Worst. At My Worst. At My Worst. Okay. I'll have to listen to that one. Yeah, check it out. It's, um, it's underrated, I will say. All right. You got anything? Um, I've been listening to Last Man Standing by Polo G. Have I heard this before? Uh... Maybe. Okay, uh, check it out. Oh, I haven't seen this entire album. Judas and the Black Messiah? What is this? It's like a, a movie soundtrack. Oh. Okay. Yeah, there, there's a lot of songs on it. We, we must watch the movie. Nice, though. This is a, it's got a bunch of... Got a bunch of... Names. Hit boy. He has some big names on it. Yeah, seriously. Okay. Cool. Sounds good. Well, All right. Well, I'll catch you next week, man. Have a good week at work. You too. Peace. Peace.